Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. I'm your host, Randy. And here in this cafe, we welcome experts, newcomers, anyone who's interested in all the disruption that's going on in the wild world of Web3 and technology right now. I am delighted today because we are experimenting with a new fun format with this show. I am joined by my collaborators and colleagues, Debbie Soon, Chief Growth Officer at Hug, and Michael Littig, multidisciplinary artist and director of creator programming at Hug. And we are going to be covering the hottest topics, tools, partnerships, you name it, in Web3. So first of all, uh, Debbie, hi, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. And it's my first time in a studio, so I feel like I'm super nervous, but I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Debbie, you're amazing. You've basically been the brains behind Crypto Cafe like since it started. So I'm just glad that people are finally actually hearing who's coming up with the great content. And Michael, welcome. Yeah, I'm super excited, partly because things move so fast and it's great to get with your friends and be like, what the heck is going on here? So I'm super, super grateful to be here. Yes. Speaking of things moving fast, we have a lot to cover this week. We're going to be talking about what is going on with the NFT market right now. Uh, I, people have heard a lot of mixed things. So how projects are adapting, how art is adapting. We're going to specifically dive into Gucci and Christie's and how luxury uh, brands are uniting around Web3, especially artificial intelligence and generative art. And then we're going to be covering some of the tools that artists and creators are using. And we're going to do all of that in 10 minutes. So, uh, no pressure. Yeah, no <laughs> pressure. Don't worry. I got I got my timer going. We're we're all good. Okay, so Michael, let's let's start with you um, because I I, I want to make sure in this podcast that we cover like a what you need to know right. in in web3 every week. This is going to be the podcast that people come to for their takeaways and their action items. So uh, let's just jump right in. What is going on with the NFT market, Michael, and how are projects and artists adapting? Great question. So what is going on? We are seeing the end of the bull market mentality. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, and I think that's a great thing, right? Because... You've always taught me this, that uh, we are looking at historical significance of what has mm. happened in the past. So think about the dot-com bubble. And when you could say, I am building a website, dot-com, and people would just throw money at you. That's right. That's what happened in the NFT market in 2021 and 2022. That's right. You're like boogers.com, $10 million. That's right. Literally, almost. Yeah. Like, And so now what's happening is we're now finally um, moving away from those mentalities, people can't raise money or raise NFT projects based off of that. That's number one. Number two, we are in the builder's time and everything is going to become invisible. Um, we're not going to really know that we're interacting with NFTs or blockchain. And I'm really excited because I think this past week was the final project. There was a project called Ether that was minting out based on old, old ways of marketing. And it finally came to an end. And guess what? The NFT market was like, no more. Um, mm -hmm. So I think this is a really cool moment for all of us. And I think we'll look back on this and say, this is the moment we start building and putting our heads down. And um, again, you've taught me this too, going through your own Web2 journey. Um, you're always there to remind me that like, We've been through this before. This is what you feel in this moment. And I always feel better about that. So I imagine the listeners feel the same way. Like, it's all good. Um, now this is the time we're going to see a new dot-com bubble, which is AI. But 
it's the time that we're going to see something new and exciting. So I'm Absolutely. excited. Absolutely. And gosh, I've been covering cryptocurrency on my live <laughs> SiriusXM show for nine years right. now. And uh, I... I, I've seen so I've seen like years dating back nine years where every guest wanted to come on and talk about Bitcoin and then it was like silence for two years. <laughs> no one wanted to talk about it, and then it was back again. Mm-hmm. And so um these things are very cyclical, but I I always enjoy being in a builder's market. Uh, Debbie, any let's go to you. Any thoughts that you have on kind of the current NFT ecosystem? Well, you know, I think it was a long time coming because mm-hmm. definitely during the bull run there were a lot of random projects that were popping up and there really wasn't any good reason why they had that level of popularity. So, you know, even though it can feel kind of daunting, I'm actually relishing in this moment a little bit, especially being active builders in the space. It's just really given us the opportunity to focus on what, you know, building something that customers really need. And so I'm really excited to see other players doing the same thing and, you know, just working together to build a more sustainable ecosystem. I agree. You know, we all like when people are, are making money and things are frothy, but it also means that it's very noisy in the mm-hmm. space. You have every brand, celebrity, everyone's mom is launching an <laughs> NFT project and it can be really hard. A lot of people, um, you know, get rugged and, and get scammed because, you know, 90 percent of the people aren't serious. They're That's just right. in it for a quick buck. So um, so. So, Michael, what are you what are projects and artists doing to adapt? Yeah. So, you know, I always believe and I think many people in this room believe this is that art is what drives innovation and it drives value in the space. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing artists and we're going to talk about Christie's in a moment, really wrestling with value. What do we value? And this is a question I think we as humans are still wrestling with, which is, can we value something that's digital? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very new question. Like, can I value uh, a JPEG? How can I ascribe value to that? And you see artists wrestling with this and pushing the boundaries of what we think of when we think of value. So that's where I'm really, really excited. And certainly at Hug, we work a lot with artists, really helping them think as creative entrepreneurs to help build and push those boundaries. Absolutely. Uh, Debbie, I want to cut over to you now to talk about an exciting partnership between Christie's and Gucci. Um, what are you seeing with this specific partnership around generative art and fashion and just and what are you seeing kind of in, in luxury overall? Yeah, I think, first of all, just these two players collaborating in the world of AI and the world of generative art and the world of NFTs is just something that is so exciting. Obviously, Christie's being a luxury auction house, they've been in the art game for years. And then you have Gucci, which is, you know, one of the, you know, most the oldest luxury fashion brands and the fact that they're coming together to really celebrate what is possible for the future of fashion through these two I wouldn't say they're new mediums of art, but they're definitely gaining in popularity. So the fact that they're coming together to celebrate generative art and AI, I think does a couple of things is that it really legitimizes AI as a tool in creating art. And, you know, there are 21 different artists that are part of this collection from people like Tyler Hobbs to Claire Silver to Emi Kusano. So, you know, artists from all over the world and taking a specific interpretation of the Gucci handbag 
handle and you know creating something that is so unique and has movement mm-hmm. and uses AI as a collaborative too. So I think that's you know really really exciting. What do you think is the the future of of fashion in this space? Do you think that it's going to be kind of a like a physical digital hybrid? Do you think that people will be as interested in purchasing fashion for their digital life as they are their physical life? Like what, what look in your crystal ball, Debbie. Oh my gosh, I don't know how <laughs> accurate my crystal ball is going to be. Uh, but you know, I think when we look at fashion in a digital world, you know, all of a sudden we're not constrained by, you know, I guess limitations of fabric. I'm not a fashion designer, so I couldn't tell you what those limitations are. But I mean, just imagine wanting to create a dress out of flames like the real life gown in the hunger games and you yes. could actually do that you know through yeah. art you can do that in a digital way and you could maybe have a physical interpretation of it as well but it's not quite as literal so you know i do think that the future of fashion would allow us to really push the limits of what you know our creativity and you know really have us experience that in multiple mm. different ways i love that well debbie you are one of the most fashionable people i know so if True. anyone could pull off a fire dress True. i would love to you True. know i my dragon is my zodiac so i would love okay. to do that <laughs> it is you michael do you want to weigh in on any of the exciting things that are happening and with ai and generative oh my, art oh my gosh yeah so i think uh I remember once we were in Colombia, and we went to this um, this amazing museum, and, and they were talking about the pr- how print like revolutionized art, and everyone threw their arms up and they're like, "I don't know, print, no." Um, <laughs> and I think this is the moment for that. And I love how we see artists wrestling with these tools, and um, we forget that Andy Warhol wrestled with a a Campbell's soup and put it on a wall. And people said, that's not art. And then suddenly now it's valued at millions and millions of dollars. And so I just love how artists are really continually asking questions of the tools. Here's the one thing I'm really excited about, I think people need to know, is that this is the first tool that actually thinks for itself. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. So I'm really curious about what that's going to do. I think art will and these tools will be more collaborators um, yeah. more than they are just useful like hammers. I, I agree. And I think what's so interesting about it, I mean, is AI has been around since kind of that iconic, um, you know, IBM Watson playing right. against uh, Gary Kasparov mm-hmm. in a chess match. But what's interesting is that uh, today, not only could the AI play that match, but then it could write a book about the experience That's of right. playing that match and poetry yeah. and art and just and like have almost a, a human experience. In the style of Randy Zuckerberg. Yeah. Literally. Or Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, or Shakespeare. Yeah. Dostoevsky. Uh. <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. Well, why not? You know, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. So it's uh, it's really a, a, a wild world and, and uh, it is really exciting to see iconic brands like Gucci and uh, and art auction houses like Christie's uh, validating the space. Um, all right, Michael, our final topic we're going to cover for today is around tools. What tools should creators know about? Uh, you've been talking a lot recently about Stability AI releasing Stable Doodle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that sounds like a fake, like a kid's art toy, but, but what like is one, it? Okay. But it is literally um, a sketch to... Uh, AI generation. So this is amazing. I I saw this video, maybe the listeners saw this, where someone just basically on a napkin kind of sketched a a website, and then they immediately turned it into a website. Whoa. That's how fast these things work. So it literally is like an Etch-A-Sketch. That's right. Turned into AI. And this is the thing I'm thinking about, because I think about your children, I think about my niece and nephew, and 
how these tools are going so, so fast. So my advice for the listener is to experiment with these tools. So mm-hmm. there's new tools coming on the market every single week, and they are constantly updating with different versions. So the latest one is um, Stable Doodle, which is a sketch to AI generation model. Also, Meta released Chameleon, which is a text to image generation model. So you're literally just typing in text and you're learning to engineer your text to make it more interesting. And that's how the art evolves. And mm-hmm. so I think when you always tell me like the jobs of the future have not even been born yet, I think of my my nephew, my niece, and I think they are gonna be somehow these engineer, engineer prompt AI artists. It's almost like you're like making the recipes. That's right. And that's the like that's the skill of the future. That's right. And so I just really encourage every listener just to, you know, experiment with these things. It's really fascinating. I love that. Debbie, anything you want to add there? Any tools you're playing around with or things that are capturing your attention? Well, I think less about tools. I mean, there are tons of tools and, and Michael covered, you know, some really, really exciting ones. But, you know, I think my take really is I know it's really easy to feel intimidated by these tools, but though I believe that the right attitude is to really look at them as a tool. And I think one thing that it does is to help everybody level up. Like, you know, when we think about the camera, you know, originally, even when a digital camera came out, there was so much resistance to it. And now we all have cameras on our phones. It doesn't mean that anyone with an iPhone is going to become a professional photographer, Mm. but it just means that it helps everybody kind of start at a higher level. And so, you know, I definitely am in the camp of let's embrace all of these new technologies and let's figure out how we can work with them and not against them. Amazing. All right. In our final moments together, we're going to do a little bit of a lightning round. Um, So, uh, Debbie, we'll start with you. Your favorite piece of art that caught your eye this week. Uh, Oh, my gosh. So I was just at the Christie's event. So I saw in person the collaboration between Claire Silver and Emi Kusano. It's a piece called Shingitai. And it's really, really cool and definitely is future of fashion in a piece. Amazing. Michael, what about you? Okay, Jack Butcher just released O Pepe. I can't even know how to pronounce it, but everyone is now replicating it. He he really encouraged all of the um, followers to replicate the art and make it their own. And we actually made one at Hug. Um, and I just think that's awesome. Co-creation, replication, and abundance. So Jack Butcher. I love that. And what about a, a, a top you know, Web3 thinker, thought leader, personality that, that you'd love to have a conversation with or get on this show? Ooh, um, there was an artist named Patrick Amadon that was saying this beautiful thing about transparency. So Twitter just changed its algorithm rules that you can't do open DMs. And this artist was saying that is how emerging artists get access. And so um, I'm committed to this. And he recommitted to people in that moment. And I thought that was a, such a beautiful passing on of wisdom and knowledge and mm. um, helping young artists kind of come up with their next level, you know, in, in communication. Debbie, what about you? You're one of the thought leaders that everyone That's wants true. to meet, Debbie, but, but who's on your list? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I think Snowfro, who is, you know, the the person behind Squiggles and the founder of Art Blogs, and is just such a pioneer for the generative art movement yes. on mm. the blockchain. So I think it would be really fascinating to, you know, have a deep conversation about him to kind of see what his predictions are for the future in terms of generative yes. art. Yes, I've been lucky enough to have Snowfro on my Serious oh XM show, and that was incredibly exciting. All right, Debbie, uh, give us the quick once over on what 
we're working on at Hug and where people can find us. Oh my gosh. So, you know, we are building a platform for artists to connect with their collectors like never before. So if you want to discover from thousands of artists from over 70 different countries, maybe mm. it's more now, I can't keep track, uh, definitely visit the hug.xyz. There are so many talented emerging artists and they're just waiting to be discovered and, you know, to show you what they can do. Absolutely. And Michael, what about all the amazing things you're working on at Hug also? Oh, I would encourage folks to subscribe to Creator Royalties, which is a weekly newsletter I co-write with Debbie, um, which is really uh, an example of the show, is keeping an eye on what is happening in the space, what is happening in art, what is happening in the creator economy. And uh, for all of us is to educate and to really give back to um, the people that uh, follow us. So um, check out Creator Royalties. That would, that's what I would say. Ditto to that. Debbie and Michael, thank you so much for joining me in the Crypto Cafe today. You guys both nailed it your first we time. Did it. Uh, <laughs> you did so great. That was Debbie Soon, Chief Growth Officer of Hug, and Michael Littig, multidisciplinary artist and director of creator programming at Hug. I'm Randy Zuckerberg. My biggest claim to fame is that I get to work with amazing people like Debbie and Michael. If you're an artist and you want to have your your own featured profile on Hug, where you can connect with collectors and uh, art passionate lovers. Apply at thehug.xyz. And to get free resources and news on trending creator topics delivered straight to your inbox for free, subscribe to Creator Royalties. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of What You Need to Know in the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg and my incredible Hug contributors.